What's up, y'all? You're listening to One Fan's Opinion, the podcast where I offer my views on the Carolina Panthers and North Carolina Tar Heels. I'm your host, Neil Curtis. I'm no expert, but in my opinion, it's a great day to keep pounding. What's up, Panthers fans? You're listening to One Fan's Opinion. I'm your host, Neil Curtis. Sorry I've been away for a while. Um, did a lot of traveling for work. Kind of got out of the rhythm. Got out of the habit of recording these posts on my drive-in. Um, I really just kind of started missing that flow. And once you start missing the flow, if you know, sometimes it's just hard to get back on that horse. Hard to get back in that rhythm. And so I've been struggling with that lately. But I wanted to make sure I got this one in today. Uh, a lot of thoughts about a recent report that Minnesota may be open uh, to trading uh, defensive end uh, Daniel Daniel Hunter. Sorry, uh, trading defensive end Daniel Hunter, and I am always on the lookout uh, for the Panthers for good defensive ends. I mean, just anytime, whenever it doesn't matter. I think. Uh, the defensive end position is one of the most important positions uh, in football outside of maybe uh, quarterback, left tackle, and then, yeah, I think it's defensive end. So you always want to have the best uh, available at that spot. And uh, I think we're doing great right now with Brian Burns. Uh, uh, full disclosure, I'll admit, like, my take on Brian Burns when we drafted him was that he would be all right. Uh, I didn't like the pick at number one. Uh, for him. He watched his time at Florida State. I always thought he was more of a disruptor. Um, didn't finish as much as I would have liked for someone, especially in the first round, but he was a later first round. So I think in the end, I was kind of okay with it. And for the most part, uh, his career has been better than I would have expected it. Uh, I still find, see moments where I wish he would finish a little bit better, um, actually get the sack and not just be a um, F the play up type of player. Not just a disruptor in the backfield, but an actual like get back there, finish the play, get to the sack, stop the running back uh, type of deal. And he's, but still, he's been a lot better than I expected. Um, and so we're, I think, you know, really strong, really good on at least one side of the line. Uh, but it's been a while, it's been some time since we've had any kind of consistency or uh, uh, matching production on the other side. Uh, the exception being our one season with Hassan Reddick. Uh, I think it was kind of a really bad misstep uh, for us to not be able to re-sign, to sign him to a longer deal. Uh, I think he's demonstrated that at Philly uh, with how good he's been. Uh, and I it maybe probably just came down to financials, understanding that they're that if they had re-signed him at the cost that he was going to be, there was probably no way they'd be able to re-sign the likes of DJ Moore and Brian Burns um, at that time. Now, obviously, uh, where we're at today, looking back on it, the whole DJ Moore thing, not um, quite the way it worked out that they wanted to, but still. Uh, they knew they had some core players they wanted to retain and trying to sign Hassan Reddick to the type of deal that he was looking probably didn't fit for the Panthers uh, financially, especially at the time. So a very unfortunate loss that we had on the opposite side of the line for Brian Burns, uh, losing Hassan Reddick to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, 
I think, though, with if this news that Minnesota is actually open to trading uh, Daniel Hunter, I think this is a great opportunity to really uh, shore this up, uh, in my opinion. Now, I'm sh- what I really think is that the Panthers are good with who they've got um, on the other end of the line. Uh, it's been kind of a defensive end by committee on that side between Chris Matos uh, and Haynes and others but really and then now having drafted DJ Johnson um, I think he's going to come in and kind of work his I think their hope is that he's going to come in kind of work his way in uh, learn the ropes and by next year be kind of that breakout dominant uh, pass rush, rusher opposite of Brian Burns uh, they'll be able to sign Brian Burns to a massive contract that he's going to be looking for uh, while keeping this new guy on a rookie deal for the next four years uh, and then in three to four years time see where we're at and if we can balance having the both of them but that comes with the big if of whether or not DJ Johnson can perform to those levels and you know, going back to the kind of a lot of scouting reports you read, going back to watching him at Oregon, look at the fact that he's a little bit older. Uh, he's been, he was, uh, I think it was a seven years he played at the college level. And so, or six. So who knows if he's actually going to be able to, you know, make that kind of transition. He's going to be able to produce at that level. I think that's a really big if. That's why I think the likes of Daniel Hunter is so good. Uh, Daniel Hunter has no real if. Uh, of his seven, he had one season out of his last eight that he missed the entire season due to injury. Uh, the following season, he um, played seven of 17 games, so he missed over half the season. Uh, outside of that, he has been uh, a rock. His first uh, four seasons uh, with the team, Rock Solid played almost every single game. I think did not play two years his rookie year. But uh, after that, all 16 games of the season uh, for, I think it was three years. Then he had a missed year. He had a seven-game um, seven season and then had uh, last year a complete season last year, all 17 games. During that time of the seven uh, year seven years of the eight that he played he averaged over 10 sacks a game uh, he had uh, 72 sacks out of uh, seven years played mind you one of those seven years was half a season so it's really six and a half years that he was playing and he got 72 sacks so even if you average it out over you know equally over those seven seasons that's 10 and a half sacks his lowest not- recorded sack season was six. He did that twice. Uh, Once his, uh, I think it was his rookie year, and then the year he played seven games, he had six sacks. And then he had one other season where he had seven. Even with those three, his lowest numbers, they still beat out Yudir Gross Matos and Marquise Haynes for their highest year in sack production. So he produces more than either of those two players and on a, and on average produces more than they do put together. Uh, after that, his sack numbers per year um, on each year was 14 and a half, 14 and a half, 11 and a half, 
and 12 and a half. The dude is a sacking machine. He is a monster. Uh, he is the same size, same build as Gross Mottos too. Um, so the fact that he's got, you know, fits the same mold, uh, works the same way as Gross Mottos and is outproducing him, I think is uh, phenomenal and exactly why uh, we should be very interested in pursuing this opportunity. Uh, he provides so much more than what we currently have on the roster and is a guarantee over the what if DJ Johnson works out. Well, what if DJ Johnson doesn't work out and three years from now we're still sitting in the same spot we are? Go out and get Daniel Hunter now and have Hunter and Burns uh, working the end um, for Carolina. Uh, last year, uh, again, I think uh, was a better year, 10 and a half sacks. Uh, not like his top end, but still pretty good. And he was playing in a new defensive scheme. He shifted over Minnesota before last year and played in a 4-3 scheme. Last year, they shifted to a 3-4. Um, and even in that, he continued to do well. You know, Production, not like his peak production, but it was still really good. Uh, ten and a half sacks, not terrible uh, here, folks. And again, much better than what either of the guys on our roster have produced. And again, guaranteed numbers that we have seen being produced um, over what may be produced uh, by our rookie. So, um, so I know that kind of like our receiver room the defensive end room is getting a little crowded uh, but they're all crowded with middling players uh, these are not like oh man who are we going to have to try to cut uh, to get out here it's like man who do we actually really want to keep uh, do we really want to keep this guy or do you want to keep um, someone else uh, who's going to be like the least bad person from this group go out and get Daniel Hunter and have the best person on the roster, ready to play, ready to fit into the scheme, and ready to go. No questions asked, no ifs, no wondering like what his production might be, and knowing that you're getting a good, good deal. Now, obviously, the other side of that coin is what's it going to cost us? Um, I'm sure Minnesota is not going to give this guy up for like a fourth rounder or something like that. Uh, if so, I mean, I think that's just obviously done deal. Sure, here you go. Take it. Thanks very much. Uh, we'll go have ourselves uh, a sack party. Now, they're probably going to want something a little bit higher. Um, most likely, second round. Uh, they may even try to go for first, but I think realistically, you're going to be looking at second round. If they really push it, we could throw in someone like YGM or Marquise Haynes. Uh who, you know, not the greatest sack numbers, did have, you know, an uptick last year. I was looking at that and what thought that crossed my mind was, you know, just the the straits, the, the, the dire straits that Panthers fans have been in for so long. When I've read in the read like that Marquise Haynes had a breakout year last year, or at least the beginnings of a breakout year last year. He did have five sacks. That's where we're at as Panthers fans. Guy gets five sacks, you're like, oh man, this guy's like on the verge of breaking out and may have a great season. Like, what? 
That's five sacks, man. That that should just be average. That shouldn't be like verge of breaking out. Um, again, why I kind of go to get the best player that we can now and have like some true, real top end talent on this team. Um, I think think we're kind of middling on uh, opposite Brian Burns. I like I said earlier, I think we're middling on the wide receivers. Uh, make a change shake some things up, and go get some top-end talent. But back to, like, the cost, if you take one of those guys like Marquise Haynes or even Chris Matos, I think would probably be more palatable, uh, especially to the fan base, throw them in with a third-rounder. Or maybe, if you really have to, throw them in with that second-rounder um, and see if that gets the deal done. Now, obviously, that's going to hurt quite a bit given the fact that Carolina doesn't have a first-round pick next year. They only have their second round. Uh, I thought they were very kind of uh, calculated um, in how they distribute the picks that they gave up uh, so they could move up to the number one overall pick. Uh, Next year, they gave up a first, not a second. Um, I think they still have a third. The year after that, they didn't give up the uh, second. They gave up their third. So that way, for the next two years, when they don't have a number one pick, they do have a number two and three, and then they have a number three. Uh, so they it's not overly painful, but you know, still uh, going to be kind of painful for the next couple of years uh, with our uh, lack of number one picks. And that could cost us and could really inhibit this trade um, if they're going to look for a number two pick, uh, especially if they want that number two pick from next year. Uh, but maybe with the addition of uh, young developing talent like Chris Matos uh, or a upward trending Haynes, uh, we can make it a number around three pick and make it a little bit easier to swallow on our side um, in order to get a guy like Hunter. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Uh, it's just my opinion, uh, as always. But uh, let me know what you think. Uh, track me down on Twitter. I'm at UNC Navy uh, 03. You can also find me at One Fan's Opinion on Instagram. Um, but check me out on all your uh, podcast platforms. It should be on the majority of them at this point. Uh, subscribe if you can subscribe. And uh, give me a like, give me some comments, and let me know what you think. Uh, as for me, that's it, and I am out.